0: His word, what he promises, comes to fruition, and we need to learn that. Gary, oh, you've seen that film of the Tacoma Bridge, wind can do it. Well, wind does it vibration. In college, in physics class, we saw that there's a bridge in Washington. And yeah, it was brand new. And it was built in, it, the, the length of it was in harmony. It was a harmonic of of, the, uh, of the, the, the period or the frequency of the wind. And the wind just slowly, and it, it shook apart. The wind did it, the spirit did it. The it was wind that behind it, and that eddy went one side to the other to see the it was a sympathetic vibration. Yes. Okay, so uh, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down, and by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies in peace. And so God announced to her what he would do, and Rahab believed it and trusted him and acted accordingly. She was able to go against her culture and against what her people wanted to do with this enemy and believing God who was with this enemy of Jericho, she was saved with them. Was she a Jew? No. Was she a believer? Yes. Yes. Just real quick, I think it's left back. I don't know where this question arises. With the fall of Jericho, I think that's right Jericho. to God's will, because it was you're talking about God's will. God also told them to pray and march around. So, you understand what we're getting at? The strength and play This is God's will. When we know it, we pray it. My goodness. And, and, and no, I think that's a good point. But to understand the power of that or the utility of that does not lie in God. God knew what He would do. He intended to do it and as far as god was concerned that had to happen but we pray when we participate in what he has planned in order that we assure ourselves and pray god's word back to him he doesn't need it but we and our faith do otherwise if we don't pray we may forget why we're doing it and then we lose the the reward of that promise and the reward of trusting in God. So prayer is not what God needs, it's what we need. And that's why he has commended us to pray. And and uh, the thing I'm trying to describe for you is if our faith is not active, and this is why scripture says, pray without ceasing, because when we cease to pray, we get distracted and our flesh starts to go into operation. And that's when we stray. See, the prayer is not what God needs. It's what we need because it's an operation of our faith and it's our faith that is our connection with God. And I think it's the same with this. If they weren't praying and reminding themselves of God's presence, their flesh would have come up and say, this is stupid. <laughs> this can't happen. Right? no it's a sign of great faith there's no there's no doubt that's why i love lions fans they they, they're truly persistent in their faith and god bless them and i'm praying for the lions too i want you guys to get a reward one of these years if it's god's will you can't pray that unconditionally to god I think it's great. I love the Lions. I've been here for almost 30 years and I have learned to love the Lions because they lose every year and their fans are great. (laughs) Are you talking about me or the fans? All right. You might well say that about me. All right. Verse 32 then. And what more shall I say? What is there more to be said? He's been pretty exhaustive here. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barack. That's not Obama. That's an Old Testament person. Yeah, I, I wonder if his mom named him after this Old Testament judge. I, w- I wonder. Um, Failed fail to tell me of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, another judge, also of David and Samuel and the prophet. So he's saying, etc., etc., etc. God is consistent in all this, and as he did great things through the faith and his word in these Old Testament saints, there are more than we can name. And that's great. This shows the abundance of God and, and, and the generosity of God. And, and again, we can, we can name our heroes even in our own generation. Again, I think of Pastor Barth that I grew up with. And, and uh, 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 I, I think of uh, Norman Nagel and the, the people that God brought into my life, my parents, the people that God brought into my life as great examples of faith. And I thank God for them for the sake of what God gave to them, the faith in Jesus that shone forth in their lives. And no, none of them were perfect but God was perfect in them through Jesus Christ and his grace. So, for the time would fail me, he says, verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, that's not the football team, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the, the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Now, what, what is the image that is portrayed about this Old Testament kingdom of God? What does it look like? You've got Daniel in the lion's den. You've got the widow of Nain. uh, No, the widow of Zarephath. Yeah, the widow of Zarephath and her son. Remember, Elijah was staying at her house and her son dies and she says, is this why you've come, O O, uh, prophet, to remind me of my my sin and take my son away from me? What does it look like? Yeah, it looks like weakness, it looks like defeat, it looks like sure, um, a sure loss, death, destruction, bad things. But then what does scripture account to us? God coming into the midst of human failure and working his miracle to bring life and victory. So again, remember this polemic of the book of Hebrews is for people that are looking back and pining for the fjords of Judaism. Look at the grand, maybe the temple isn't destroyed yet. Look at the grand temple, worship and sacrifice and high priesthood that's going on there and we Christians don't even have buildings to worship in. Did you know that? That Christianity never had a church building until, um, until the first century? until after Christianity was made illicit religion. So they went from a grand temple of of Herod's restoration to the house worship, very humble, and they said, oh, we had it better back then. But what's he saying about God in the Old Testament? Did the church look grand? No, it was loaded with human weakness and defeat. And God coming into the midst of that and raising up victory. What does the central fact of our salvation look like? Where is the central fact of our salvation and the revelation of God? If you want to know what God is like, where do you have to look? And I'm talking about one point in history. At the cross. What does it look like? To reason it looks like utter defeat and worthlessness. How can a man dying do anything when the death of a man takes away all of his power and his ability and his strength? If I promise to do something for you tomorrow and I die, guess what? I'm going to renege on my promise to you. I'm not going to do it because death robs me of that. But in the death of Jesus, everything God promised is brought to fruition And so where do we look to see what God is like? We see the defeat of Jesus on the cross, and there we see the whole ball of wax. Is God uh, the kind of God who turns his back and ignores sin? No, the cross teaches us that he punishes sin. In fact, every one of the sin. And if you think you're going to get away with any of your sin, you're wrong. But in the cross of Christ... He proves not only that he judges and punishes sin, but that he loves and saves the sinner. The thief on the cross to his right says to the other thief, don't you fear God, even though we are getting what we deserve by dying of this cursed death on the cross, but he has done nothing wrong. And then he turns and says to him, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. If we are wise, we should join the thief on the cross and say he is getting what we deserve and so are those thieves. But instead of mocking him like the thief to his left, by the spirit of God, we confess that is what I deserve, but God has loved me and removed it from me in him. And so as Christ and his cross looks like defeat and weakness, the church that bears his name should be expected to look the same. We are all perishing and are going to die. Your preachers that you grow up with, some of them have already died. Weakness and defeat. But in the midst of that is the victory because they died with Christ and are victorious now in heaven. And we long to follow that course. But what do we expect to see when we see the church? Perfection? I tell you no but a bunch of sinners gathered around a weak guy that died for their sins. But through his weakness, more is accomplished than all the strength of men. And through that wisdom that seems foolishness to wisdom, (coughs) accomplishes more than all of the wisdom of foolish man. For it is the wisdom of God, and it saves all those that embrace it by the power of the Spirit. So don't go pining for the fjords. Don't look back, as Lot's wife did, to the former life or anything in this world that you're leaving behind. But look forward to the Pella, the village that God has uh, appointed for you, as Lot and his children did. We look forward to heaven, and we don't look back. And when we look into the weakness of the church, We see the strength of God and his love for us in Jesus. Don't lose faith. Because if you lose faith, what do you lose? Jesus. Faith clings to Jesus. And if you lose faith, you lose Jesus. And is faith enough for you? It is for the believer. But the one who says faith is not enough is saying Jesus is not enough and places himself in the position of being an unbeliever. And what does that mean? When your flesh is unsatisfied, tell it to shut up and go to hell and to die with Christ. If God in Christ cannot satisfy you, you will never, ever be satisfied. But in him, you will always be satisfied and that's the value of your faith it clings to that which will always give you satisfaction and may the peace that that gives that surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in true faith in him and we pray lord god heavenly father help us to value the faith that you have given us in the word which is your son jesus christ Help us always when we consider that faith in its fruits to understand that its roots and what it clings to from beginning and end is your son, Jesus Christ, that we might give him glory for every good thing that we have in our lives and we might be truly thankful to what he has done for us. In Jesus' blessed name we pray, amen. And God's peace be with you. Уважаемые вложение... успехи.